BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh, my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Bulldogs, and with my buddy, Kev Huggin' Duggin. We're all back together again. Finally, one big happy family, because we got Kyle the Coach Duggin. Kevin's singing a different tune from last week when I was apparently Dumbo missed the episode last week. <laughs> Drop the O. <laughs> why are you, my why are you being is. all kind all of a sudden now? No, now it's, all, it's all in fun. I was posturing <laughs> a little bit. I but know. I don't know. Maybe I, you've kind of changed my mind. Maybe you should bail dumbo it out of here yeah Get oh boy dumbo slap yeah. on out of here um, <laughs> all right well folks obviously lots to talk about uh there was a game i guess this last sunday oh, there was. i, I, I kind of missed it but uh there's been some news on some charger coaching hiring we've got a fan focus a bolt beat and an ask bolt fam lined up but first and foremost let's start it up at the top uh, finally, folks, at long last, this comes from Nick Cothro, but everybody Charger-related has talked about it. Former Chargers head coach Don Coriel has been elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So freaking Finally. Happy. Finally. I just remember so many years where there was just like, he's he's nominated. He could yeah. get in. It was I feel could like it was get like in. 25, 30 years of this. Yeah. Something insane. It really is, Deg. Deion Sanders, I saw an interview with him because he was kind of bashing on the Hall of Fame and you kind of just let everyone in now. And his definition, and they asked him, okay, well, then who should be allowed in? And he said, if you change the game, you should be in the Hall of Fame. If your play on the field or your coaching changed the game of football, then you should be in the Hall of Fame. Don, that's the definition of Don Air Coriel. Like yeah. He, he, def, he defined an offensive scheme. So how is he not instantly in the Hall of Fame? Like, how, how on earth did it take this long? I don't know. I don't Question. know. It's, uh, it's Like, you hear young guys like Kellen Moore talking about how he takes bits of the Air Coriel offense into his scheme. It's like, it's he's still present. Like, he's still, he's he's like legitimate in the NFL circles right. of how they've still players. valid. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I'm just glad it finally happened. Yeah. It finally happened. They finally came to their senses and brought the man in. 
Uh, let's see. Dean Spano said Don Coriel has had a tremendous influence on the game we know and love today. Uh, whether it was through the coaches he mentored, the players he taught and led, the offenses he orchestrated, or the defenses that were created to stop his offenses, today's NFL is a direct reflection of Don's mind and imagination. While it's obviously been a long time coming, we're grateful that his family, as well as the players he meant so much to, are now officially able to welcome him to his rightful place in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and celebrate his legacy. Hell yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Holy so shit. Good. Where's the Tylenol? I know. Um, <laughs> Finally. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, with the game neatly in the books, the season is hey, done. Done. Guess what we are with we're the rest of the other teams. Everyone's oh no. Let's go. Yes. And apparently they're already putting out odds to win the Super Bowl for next year. <laughs> Uh, right now, Chiefs are at the top. Bills, Eagles, 49ers, Bengals, Cowboys, Chargers. This sounds like something we might have to put a little money on when we go to Vegas, Kyle. This feels yeah, like plus a 2,500. Come on. Yeah. I'm going to have to toss Easy our bet. last year's, uh, uh, little yeah, ticket. That ticket. Don't need that, that ticket around away. anymore. Yeah. No, so we'll, uh, we'll start over. Good, good time to start over. Yes. Chargers already getting in for odds to win the freaking Super Bowl. I like it love to see it we'll have to see what the offseason and the draft brings uh but during the offseason we got to fill a linebacker coach position and per jake trotter chargers hiring jeff howard to coach linebackers per source former defensive back assistant also had an offer from carolina went with the chargers uh jeff howard has been the passing game coordinator slash defensive backs coach with the cleveland browns since 2022 Prior to this role, he started with the Browns as the team's defensive pass game coordinator, defensive backs coach in 2020. So it's interesting that he's both the defensive backs coach and the passing game coordinator wearing a hat for both offense yeah. and defense. Is that, do you think that's a common opportunity for one guy to wear two hats or is that a strange What's, and unusual situation? <laughs> similar to what Coach Staley did, right? Playing as a quarterback and then jumping to the defensive side of the ball. You see things a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, there's some versatility. Him, he he took, it seems like when he made that switch, that was, uh, I just need a job and I'm willing to go do <laughs> whatever you want me to do. Yeah. You know? I don't, he's like, I don't do I get it, two paychecks this way? Is that, exactly. is that possible? Okay. No, yeah, he's like, <laughs> is there a little race being the yeah. passing game coordinator? Sweet. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know. It's... It's looking at, I lo looked up his Wikipedia. It looks like he started coaching after, after his playing days at Eastern New Mexico. Oh, really? Um, nice. Yeah. He, he went, he went and coached at, um, the Friday night lights high school, Odessa Permian in, in Oh, really? Texas. Hey, hey. So if he brings some of that Friday night lights mojo with him, come on, let's go. It's gotta be, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a good thing. Hey, these linebackers, <laughs> these linebackers will know how to drop into coverage if uh, his right. pedigree is saying anything. So that, yeah, that's DBs. looking pretty good. Yeah. Well, he's apparently worn many hats uh, during his coaching tenure. He was assistant to the head coach in 2013 with the Vikings, then moved to defensive assistant coach, did that for one, two, three, four years, and then went to assistant defensive backs coach slash defensive assistant coach. So he added added a paycheck there with the Vikings. <laughs> uh, same for 2019. And then in 2020, went to the Cleveland Browns, was the defensive pass game coordinator and the 
Uh, oh, so it's defensive pass game coordinator. Right. Well, for two years, then he then the last year and he then was went offense to pass and game defense. This guy can't pick a can't pick a role. He's hey, just taking whatever Jack he's of given, all I trades, guess. master of none. I hope that's it not is, the it case. Is, it feels like a weird kind of outside of any normal tree hire, right? There's not there's no crossover with anybody that we know of. He's like, he wasn't a part of a Bengal, I mean a Bears or a Broncos or a Rams coaching staff. So seems like a guy that must be talked of really well in circles and Chargers went and tried to pick up a young guy that's on the rise. Yeah, I know, I saw that Tom Pelissaro tweeted that uh the Browns were like a top five pass defense in the for the past two seasons. So as the passing game coordinator slash defensive backs coach, gotta give him at least a little bit of credit there, right? Yeah, and for him, it's a cool opportunity to come and learn from a, a young head coach, defensive coordinator that has had success. Uh, I know not as much as the Chargers would have liked, but um, that's that's a that's a unique hire op- opportunity for him to come and work in LA um, under Coach Daly. Yeah, this is one of those weird ones. It's kind of like when we got our um, special teams coach last year. Yeah, you know, just kind of yeah. like a huh, okay, cool, right, and then look how that goes. look how that worked out. Right. right. So as it stands right now, uh, we still haven't hired a quarterbacks coach, right? Or am right. I misremembering? Mm-mm. No, okay. they've interviewed. They interviewed a guy from the Raiders. Yeah. Here oh, right. Last yeah. week, we don't need to do yeah. that. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but I saw <laughs> that uh, Pep Hamilton was let go from the Texans. Um, so there's now there's all the chatter of do we bring Pep back? And it's just like, can we just get our coaching staff done? Just just hire the guys that we need to hire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This speculation is worse than the draft. A lot of speculation going around, and uh, understandably so. Where there's positions of that need to be filled, yep. And, and the season's over. We're done. Football doesn't start back up again until what September, if yeah. we're lucky. We got we got the draft here in a couple months. It's yeah, but I mean, starting here pretty soon. Yeah, and the USFL. There's gonna be some weird football Ooh. going on. Weird football. Happening. Weird football. <laughs> hey, you can keep an eye on. I mean, those guys are. You know, I'm sure NFL teams are watching those those games and Absolutely. seeing what those players yeah. are doing. So. Donald Parham came, Parham came from them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Storm Norton. They're not, uh, they're, we're not afraid. To, I'm just saying, we're not afraid to look at it. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, well. Uh, you might also not be afraid to look over at our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash charger chat. Check out some of the funny videos we've got over there. And uh, we've got some new patrons to shout out. Three, count them. Kate Ridge, Agent L, and Joseph Welsh. Welcome thank to you. the party, pals. Welcome. Thank you, guys. Welcome. And we can't thank you enough for joining up. Uh, we've got a lot of fun stuff planned for this offseason and uh, can't wait to show all of you what we've got lined up. Uh, but if you don't want to go to Patreon.com, that's A-OK. Okay. You can go on over to our regular website, ChargerChat.com. Check out all the cool stuff we got over there, T-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. You can chat it up with other Charger Chatteteers in our members section and ask questions in Askball Fam. So go check out ChargerChat.com. All right, time to go on to the next segment, Fan Focus. Let's uh let's go to the there. room. Let's go to the fan focus. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. All right, guys, we are back with another fan focus, and we are super lucky to have Cat from Las Vegas. What's going on, Cat? 
Hey, <laughs> thank you so much. I I feel like I'm a, I'm already checking off boxes for my goals of 2023 because <laughs> I really wanted to be on fan focus with you guys. Well, it's <laughs> our pleasure. And we were talking about it on the uh, the Patreon hangout. And you're like, yeah. how do I get on there? I'm like, let's schedule it now. You're so awesome. Let's yeah, talk Chargers. So yeah. we're, we're glad you could join us. So let's kick this bad boy off the way we do all the other ones. How did you become a Charger fan? Yeah. Um, uh, well, I mean, it's an easy story. I was born in San Diego, so Sharp Hospital for those who... Nice. That's where Kyle was born. Kyle was yeah, born in Sharp. Yeah, I was born in Sharp Hospital. So, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, my dad uh, pretty much was, it was, you know, like not, a not it was not even an option <laughs> to be not a Chargers fan. So grew up like going to, uh, not really going to games, but um, my dad went to like USD, San Diego State. Um, both my parents went to USD and then uh, my grandparents lived on Coronado. So we were just like diehard San Diego. And um, yeah, so I, I've, uh, <laughs> it's just like, didn't have an option. Probably. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> it was. The stars were aligned for you. From the family, if yeah. I, didn't, if I wasn't, <laughs> yeah. you'd so, be yeah. disowned if you weren't. Yeah, a exactly. Fan. Exactly. So, that's awesome. Well, that, I see the flag behind you. You're a diehard Bolt Club member from in Las <laughs> Vegas. So tell us about you know the diehard Bolt Club and you being you know in the chapter out there and all the stuff you guys are doing. Yeah, I was like super stoked to find um I I just joined like this last season awesome. and um I got my patch and I got my flag. The it's guys here are so cool. You've interviewed a couple of our yeah, yeah. Club, uh, club uh club members and um and it was just you know it was that little piece of like camaraderie you were looking for. I had been in Vegas for a while and um you you just didn't have there was a couple of spots where you could go watch the games and stuff but um you kind of didn't have and that was before the Raiders were here and you didn't really have a place to go, you know, just watch with other Chargers fans. So I just kind of found myself like the, like the lone Charger fan in a bar or something. Um and then so I found um our chapter here in Vegas uh just this uh, like it was actually the summer of last year and then um kind of went to all the things and got to know the guys and um every, like it's just so cool like i'm so stoked our our chapter has kind of grown this year too so it's um it's just been really cool we've done some like community outreach things we've done different things that i've been able to be a part of we hosted when um uh they obviously the chargers played the raiders so you know unfortunately we lost that game but um thunder alley came out and stuff so it was really cool yeah, yeah awesome. i'm so stoked that's awesome so then tell me a little bit about you know like being around because i am around chiefs fans all the time and <laughs> i can't even tell you how rough this morning was driving around yeah. everyone's wearing their shit happy yeah. for them good they want it i don't want to see it anymore where everyone's oh zero and zero moving on from today yeah. so honestly i couldn't even watch the game yeah. like i told my dad i'm like hey text me when the halftime show i wanted to see rihanna <laughs> yeah so i was like Text me. I really couldn't watch. It was, it was too. And then, um, and like here in Vegas, you know, obviously it's kind of easy to do the bets. And, um, I will say that like, um, I always like would put the prop bets for every Super Bowl. Those uh -huh. are kind of the ones where you can bet on the coin toss or you can bet on yeah. like who like, got the first like interception or something like that. And I just found like, I found myself being like, the trend was anti-Chiefs. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm too emotional here. I was yeah. like, 
I'm not going to bet on these, like, you know, and usually that makes it a little more interesting to watch all the prop bets like sure. unfold if you if your team's not in the game. But um, yeah, I chose this one. I can watch. It's rough. Like I like I mentioned in the Zoom call, like right now the Raiders suck. So there's not a whole lot of like, you know, yeah. the the like, um, you know, all the displays and everything aren't sure. in your face, you know, but um, I, I imagine if they were to do well or whatever i'm sure <laughs> you we see them around town like the license plates everyone's got a raiders license plate uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well like i'm curious too because like a lot of those like the raider fans are they just like brand new fans it doesn't seem like there's that die hard of a culture out there for raider fans yeah i would kind of agree and and i feel like um you know uh, my personal opinion is that the casinos and whatnot give away the tickets to the games. So sure. you know, that happened actually with the Golden Knights. They went when the Golden Knights love them, you know, all day long. I'm a and I'm a Knights fan, but um, but when they hit the Stanley Cup, they played the Caps, and um, you just saw like the the stands were overrun with Caps fans because I really feel like this is a transient town and it's a it's a visitors town. So mm -hmm. I feel like I don't know Raiders like Raider Nation might be challenged a little bit um, because I feel like the tickets are given away. They're there to accommodate who's ever coming to town, and so yeah. they don't quite have their solid nation in the stands per yeah, se for, sure. for the big games. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> like, It'll be interesting next year when yeah. you get like teams like the Packers and like they like yeah. circle, cir yeah. if, you know, they're playing. I, can't, I don't know if they're playing in Vegas or not, but like, you know, all those Packer fans are saving up. Like we're going to go uh, to Vegas and we're going to overrun that stadium. Those nuts. I mean, the town just gets like, you feel it where the town is very full and yeah. traffic is hard and, Locals usually stay away from the strip. Um, that's kind of, you know, ingrained in us. Um, sure. So, but yeah, so, but you start feeling it in the outer uh, streets and whatnot. You just feel like the, the traffic is big when the big teams come to town. So, yeah, yeah. we'll, well, see. we'll see how awesome. Raider Nation holds up. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they yeah. keep going the way they're going. And, and tell me a little, we talked a little bit before we got started and, and your, your business that you work um, work with and work at, you know, you guys do some interesting things for around Vegas and you kind of come across maybe some Raiders in yeah. some weird way. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I own a moving company, a small business, you know, uh, awesome. women owned. Yeah, so, and we've we've gotten to like just this last year, uh, we did we uh, we moved we moved Derek Derek Carr's in laws. Okay. Um, I told the I told the crew you got to show up with eyeliner. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love. It. I wonder and, if that whole family is just yeah. walking around. They all have yeah, eyeliner, just like eyeliner, and yeah. like we'll see, you know. And then um, we moved uh, the. The residents that were moving out of the home that Devontae Adams bought to move into moving here. So I was like, oh, good. So so we got his address. So if we want to like TP, yeah, that, you know, let's let's go, you know. Leave an upper decker before <laughs> like, he moves yeah. in, that kind of thing. <laughs> so I was like, all right, it, you know, um, so we we see a little bit of that. Uh, That's cool. And yeah, we'll we'll see it around town. Um, 
never really personally run into any of them, but yeah, that's where that's our probably path. a good thing. That's probably yeah. a good thing. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, let's let's all, let's, all yeah. my employees though are Raiders fans, so oh, I'm really? always getting like you know they they put the hurt on me like when I, when a couple of, like like last season when they won the oh gosh yeah when they won that game I was unbearable. just like, oh, Lord yeah they're unbearable. <laughs> um, well, let's let's talk a little bit Charger Charger football. You know, it's been kind yeah. of you know it didn't end the way we wanted it, obviously. But exciting things are happening. We just picked up Kellen Moore. You know, seems like everything's going in the right direction. So what are you most looking forward to, you know, this upcoming like offseason and, you know, going into the, you know, going into the season? Yeah, I mean, I'm super like, obviously, you know, you see that around on Instagram, the script, you know, yeah, 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 the script that. If like, obviously, if the Chargers were to get like get to the Super Bowl and it's here in Vegas, of course, like, oh, yeah, that'd be yeah. so monumental, you know, but um, I like I like the Kellen Moore uh, uh, pickup, I guess you could call it because um, yeah. it kind of came out of nowhere, you know, and no one no one really saw it coming. I do have in my family a couple of Cowboys fans, so they kind of knew what we what we picked up were, with that. Were so. they happy? Were they sad? That they lost him. They yeah, were that. Yes. You yeah, want to hear that? Where yeah, where they're just like, ah, you know, like Shit. they they felt they felt a little blow there. So, yeah. so we'll see how that plays out. Um, and um, so I'm excited for that. Like we kind of talked about, I I think that in the Zoom call that that I just think that you guys kind of mentioned like it would probably be someone young, you know, and um, I feel like it it seems like I watched his the Chargers put it out. Kellen Moore was like breaking down a couple of the calls uh, or the plays. um, And that was pretty cool. Like he just seems, he brought to my attention some of the stuff Justin does, Justin Herbert does, like where his legs are moving one way and his vision and like what he sees moves a different way. And it's just how he was picking it up and able to like articulate for us as the viewer to see it as well. It was really cool. Like, I don't know. I'm stoked. I'm stoked to see what happens with him. So that's awesome. uh, you know, and they're everyone's young, so yeah, it's definitely okay. young so coaching stuff. Yeah, yeah it, it's exciting to see what he's going to do to this offense. You know, there's, I just feel like there's only upward trajectory for our offense. So exciting what yeah. he's going to do for us. Full on agree. Like I, I, I mean, I don't know. And then you got the draft, and we'll see. Uh, I talked to my dad a little bit about it. I'm, I'm personally in the. Let's get a tight end. That's where I stand on the draft. So um, hopefully we'll... I I hear the talk of like speedy wide receivers. I I just think that with the tight end, you have like multiple weapons. So if you can get a tight end that can bring a lot to the table, then you kind of get a twofer. Yeah. You can't, it's the same thing like having Eckler. You don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to stay in a block? Are they going to go out? You know, that's, that's, yeah. I'm fully on the same page with you. Hopefully one of those studs is there because last time we had a stud tight end was Hunter Henry and he's gone now and we're just kind of like shuffling around yeah, guys that are, yeah. you know, like moving around. So it'd be nice to have our own first or, you know, early second round pick we could trade up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so I feel like yeah. that's like, those are, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, we kind of talked about it too. Just if we get it, if we get an international game, it'd be, I'd be stoked next season to get yeah. to, a, get to an, I've been to London. Um, I have been to a London game, so I would oh, love cool. to go. If they, yeah. If they went to Germany. Ugh. Oh, done. So amazing. Uh, yeah. You got to re- refinance the house if that's going down. I'm going to be there <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, well, that's that's awesome. So yeah, there's a lot to be excited about. You know, the obvious things, Justin, and all that. So yeah, I'm on the same page with you. And then let's get you out of, out of here on this. You know, your favorite Charger memory, like the one thing that kind of stands out to you. Yeah, I I'm gonna hit you with two. Let's go. Two memories of, and I I don't know that they're the most positive, but um, they definitely just stood out uh, as me kind of like uh, earning my stripes sure. for as being a Chargers fan. Um, and I'm kind of dating myself, but, uh, the first one would be where, um, I looked up the game and it was in 2010 where we played, uh, Kansas city at Kansas city. So it was at Arrowhead and we, we shut them out. It was 31, it was 2010. Um, so it was 31 zero. And, um, yeah, like, yeah, like I take some more more of that. Yeah. And so, um, I was, I have pictures too. I was in like full on rain, rain poncho. We were fully rained out Kansas city, the arrowhead. You've been there. Um, it's kind of an older stadium. So it was flooded. You're just like sitting in puddles and, um, we were, our seats were on the Chargers side, the bench. And so um, by the end of the game, everyone, all the Kansas City fans had cleared out. The game was like, we had basically won. And, but I was able to go down right there up against, uh, you know, the seats. And, and then I see like Nate Kading kind of like messing around, like practicing or whatever he was going to do. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, all of the, all of the, <laughs> the, the resentments and everything came up inside of me where I just started telling Nate Kading like what I thought of him. Oh no. So, I hate to say it, but I just kind of like told Nate Kading. It, it was like I felt like, you know, I kind of like I got to like have my therapy with like the dude who tormented me. <laughs> Get it out. <laughs> I was like, I'm on Nate Kading. Like, you know, I was just yelling and he kind of looked up at me and he looked and he totally looked like he saw me yeah. talking to him. So it that that to me was cathartic. I was able to get it out and um because <laughs> yeah. you know, I'd seen him miss like so many oh my god it was yeah. so terrible like watching that dude was like the curse of the kicker like it was uh yeah. and um so there was that and then uh the other one was just I did go to after uh it was um after the the Patriots beat us in um the playoffs where and then I don't know if you remember, but they kind of like disrespected Yeah, they did the lights the out dance or whatever. They and, did the um, lights out on the logo. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And um so the following year, that was the season they went undefeated, except for the Super Bowl. Um, and um that year their season opener was against the Chargers. And so I got tickets, went out to uh New England. For some reason, they were um, starting out like a new train system. So when you took the train into Gillette, it was a double-decker car. And I guess it wasn't working right. So it stopped. And you had to like literally jump off the train and like walk through the woods to like get Gillette. And yeah, so it was crazy. So we all had to kind of like jump off. And we're all in Chargers gear. And then we go... their, Their fans were horrific. They were so despicable. Like worst like one of the worst fan experiences I've had Boston or whatever. And then, um, but then, so they won, they won that game. Um, and then we had to get back on the train to come to get home. And, um, we were just like cattle card in, like literally everyone's like, ah, and we're all in our chargers gear. And at that point they had won. And I just kind of take that as like, you know, me, like, like getting my like lumps, taking my lumps as a charger fan and like, 
being in the in the trenches. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'll definitely say that was that was rough because they were just all around us, just you know, talking shit. And it was like, oh my gosh, like this is so hard, you know? And like yeah. they and we're just stuck on this train. And one of the radio broadcasters on a one of the sports networks like talked about it the next day like or my dad's like yeah he was saying he was there you guys were like stuck on the train and i'm like yeah it was terrible oh, wow so, yeah it, that so that was rough but whatever we represented <laughs> i love it well and there's something about being a fan in an away game where you're kind of have to if you haven't done it you need to experience it because i feel like i feel like it made me a more hardcore yeah. charger fan being Absolutely. out here, yeah. it kind of makes you, it makes you harder. You know what I mean? It uh, like adds like a shield or something. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, it, and, uh, um, and it gets you like, you know, fired up for your team, you know? Yeah. Sure. Like where, where they're like your, your kid brother or something. And you're like, nah, like only I can talk shit on that. Exactly. <laughs> like only I can talk shit about the chargers. You can't. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it makes me defend them. Like no matter what. Yeah. I think for that's sure. what it's changed in me a little bit. Like even other yeah. other Charger fans talking like crazy shit about the team. I'm like, well, I have to defend them because I know you don't live here and you're not a Chief fan. But what the f- cut it yeah, out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I just wanted to tell you guys, like, I love what you guys do. I feel like just like I feel like as soon as our bandwagon shows up, you guys are gonna explode. Like you're really doing it right. Like you've Thank you've you. completely like turned me into like just being more positive and like, you know, um, and I wanted to like give a shout out to Craig, like the segment with Craig, like, oh my God, like he reminds me of my dad. Cause he's always like super realistic about everything. Yeah. And I, I'm just like, but he gives it to us straight and he, you know, I, Craig is great. Um, you know, uh, the bolt beat Jason, like he's su- like these guys, my, my crew, they always are trying to place bets. And I'm like, Hey, this dude's putting this down, you know, for the chargers, he's got that, like, you know, inside scoop and they're always using that. You guys are just like brisket broads. Love you guys. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just wanted love to them. give love, you know, I love you guys. No, we really appreciate it, Kat. Yeah, and we sure. appreciate and appreciate you, like, you know, being a part of our Patreon, like getting to hang out with Absolutely. you in that setting was so fun. And yeah. um, it means a lot to us. That's that's why we do it. Yeah. We just want to make make friends and talk chargers and yeah. good vibes. That's the whole goal. Yeah. All day. All so, day. Well, thank you so much, Kat. It was so awesome being able to do this and, and getting sure. to hear a little bit more about your story and and good luck with the bid you have about working in the next Super Bowl pulling for you um so we're excited keep us updated on that we want to know what's going on yeah for Uh, sure yeah so um thanks a lot cat and uh yeah don't be a stranger let's let's keep in touch okay okay love you bye okay love you bye (laughs) well that was just lovely i love that i love (laughs) thank you so much uh thank you so much for the kind words i mean yeah that that absolutely makes our day here and stuff like that and and who knew that you and and Cat had something in common there, Kyle. Born in the same Sharp. hospital. Look at you. Look at us. Pretty big deal. Look at us. Pretty big deal. Look at us. <laughs> kind of some big deals came out of the Sharp Hospital. <laughs> yeah, she's she was so cool. And like just, you know, another Dire Bull Club member. It's like, I can't tell you enough. Like, I've met so many cool people in the Charger community that are in the Dire Bull Club. So if, yeah. if you thought about it, you should tr- definitely look into it because they're just awesome people like Kat. So yeah. And, yeah, being born into a Charger fandom, it's. I was last night after the the Super Bowl. I was just holding my youngest, um, Teddy. He's only seven months old, and I'm just like, buddy, like you just don't get a say. Like it sucks for you. Like 
You just don't, you'll never in your life get a choice of what football team that uh-uh. you're going to root for. Right. And it, like, and I'm just looking at it, I'm like, we've never won a Super Bowl. We've been to one. It's like, just so kind of like, it's awesome for you because we're the best team in the NFL. But it Absolutely. also, it's like, it sucks that you just don't get a say, little man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Yeah. That's too freaking funny. Well, Kat, like Kev said, please don't be a stranger. Can't wait to hear if you're going to be working in the freaking Super Bowl. That'll be that'd be sick, awesome. We'll see you at the yeah. next Patreon hangout because that those are <laughs> awesome and yeah, most definitely yes. Um, all right, well, time to go on to the next segment. As she mentioned, this guy gives out some good bets, but there's nothing to bet on now. So who knows what he's going to talk about? Yeah. Time for the boat beat. <laughs> Welcome back to another edition of The Bolt Beat. As always, I am your host, Jason Reed, the acting editor over at boltbeat.com. Go check us out or follow us on Twitter at BB underscore chargers. You can see us get roasted by Melvin Gordon, unfortunately. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter at eatyourreadies, doing a little bit of a personal Twitter plunge for the next six weeks. Um, it's a new trend I've been doing from Super Bowl to opening day for baseball. No personal Twitter, only using it for work. Uh, I highly recommend it because as you all know, uh, social media can be a little bit toxic at times. But one thing that is not toxic is right here at the Charger Chat Podcast. We are always talking positivity. We're always looking at the team, um, how it can improve all these things about the team. And today, I wanted to touch on the Chargers 2023 NFL Draft. Not necessarily needs, but maybe um, a overall philosophy the team should take in the draft, as well as some prospects. You know, I've just now started my work with the draft board, some prospects I like in this draft in the first round. As far as the overall philosophies, I think the Chargers can learn a lot from the final four teams that were in you know, in the running for the Super Bowl and the final two teams, the Kansas City Chiefs and Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and that is the the desire, not the desire, but the the trend of drafting pass rushers, outside rushers, defensive end, outside linebackers, whatever it is, whether you're in a 4-3 or a 3-4. Um, these teams, these four teams have some of the best pass rushing in the league. You could argue that those four teams that were remaining had the four best pass rushes in the entire league. And it's not an accident. The pass rush, your defensive front, your ability to get to the quarterback is probably the second most important thing in the league to winning a Super Bowl behind the quarterback position. Um, And that's because it is the one thing that can help stop an elite quarterback. And yes, the Chargers have Joey Bosa. They have Khalil Mack, but they also had to rely on a late season surge from Kyle Van Noy to keep the pass rush alive when Joey Bosa was hurt. Now, it was great seeing that and it really helped the Chargers, but that is not a long-term philosophy approach that's going to lead to a deep, successful pass rush. And there's a reason we've seen the Chargers struggle at times. There's a reason they struggled when Melvin Ingram left. There was a reason they struggled when Joey Bosa was injured last year. They haven't been able to build the depth, and it starts at the NFL draft. You know, they've been great at at drafting the offensive side of the trenches. That's something that they didn't do before. You know, DJ Fluker was the only offensive lineman drafted in the first round up until Rayshon Slater in 2020. And that has flipped in these last few years. Now I'd like to see it flip with the defensive side of the ball. If we go back since the 2016 NFL draft, since then, the five drafts, you know, that was the year they picked Joey Bosa. The Chargers have selected two edge rushers. And not just in the first round, not the first two rounds, not the first three rounds, two in all of the 30 plus picks that they've had. They've draft, drafted Chris Rumpf, who is still a work in progress. We don't even know how good he's going to be. You know, yeah, he's shown flashes, but there's no guarantees there. And Uchenna Uosu, who took some time to develop, didn't really play you know, behind Melvin Ingram in the first four years, first three years, and then really broke out in his fourth year, got a new deal, was great for the Seattle Seahawks last year. Um, That's a problem. You can't draft only two edge rushers in a five-year span. You know, 
not all of the edge rushers are going to hit, but you give yourself more opportunities the more you draft. Look at the Eagles. They have drafted an edge rusher every single draft since the 2012 NFL draft, I believe. Howie Roseman's first was 2010 or 2011. The 2011 NFL draft was the only one they didn't draft an edge rusher, and they drafted like three linebackers, some of which I think they had intents on playing on the outside. They didn't work out. So they have committed to drafting to address the pass rush. Not all the picks worked out. Sometimes you got to go get a Hassan Reddick on the free agent market, but you give yourself more opportunities to build this deep room. And even if you don't land a blue chip or insane prospect, you land a rotational guy who can help out when Joey Bosa's hurt or when they need to have, you know, a rest during the games or whatever the case may be. It's something the Chargers have never prioritized under Tom Telesco. And it's a problem. Even the Chiefs, the Chiefs have a great pass rush. They've been drafting both either defensive tackle or defensive end. I believe each of the last three years, they had like a one-year break and then it was like five or six years after that consecutively. The Chargers just haven't done that. They haven't emphasized the trenches. And, you know, yes, they have, like I said, Mack and Bosa, but I would like to see an early round edge rusher in this year's draft class. I know it might not seem like the most intriguing thing if they go with an edge rusher in the first round because they might not play that much in year one, but you have to have the long-term point of view, the long-term picture when you're considering these picks. Cleo Mack probably only has one more year with the Chargers. He was great last year. He played at a high level, but he's going to be, what, 34 this year, 35 this year. Um, he has a massive uh, dead cap, or not dead cap, but he, they can free up a lot of cap um, both this year and next year if they were to get rid of him. They're not going to get rid of him this year, but if they cut him next year, I think it's like 22, 24 million, you know, they could free up against the cap for the 2024 season. That feels like what they're going to do. Um, just based on his age and the way he's going. And if that's the long-term plan, you have to draft his predecessor before you get rid of him. You can't get rid of Mac and then hope you land a first-round guy next year. A, we don't know what the prospects are going to look like next year. Yes, there's always an early idea, but so much can happen. Let's be honest. B, you don't know where you're going to fall in the draft. And C, like that's that's taking a gamble. You know, you're you're getting a raw rookie in year one in 2024, or you can get a first rounder this year, have him be a rotational guy. Give yourself some, flex, some flexibility where Mac or Bosa can even play on the inside in pass rushing situations on third down, which is very intriguing. You know, get that that rookie some rotational reps. You know, his responsibilities aren't huge as a rookie. And then boom, year two, he's ready to start full-time alongside Bosa. And you're building up this room from the ground up. You're not relying on a Khalil Mack trade when he's 33 years old. I still like the trade. I would still do the trade again. But it is an issue when that is the move you have to make to get a good second edge rusher rusher. It's a problem. Excuse me. So I'd like to see the Chargers target edge rusher, preferably in the first three rounds, maybe even in the first round, depending how the first round falls. Um, I wrote an article over on boltbeat.com. Go check it out. I'm kind of spoiling it here anyways, but it was the best prospect at each potential first round need. And if they're going edge rusher, I really like Nolan Smith. Um, he's right in the range where the Chargers are going to fall. He's the 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 perfect type of prospect where you can see the the raw athleticism, the ability. You know, he's He's got that ceiling to him and the Chargers are a great spot for him because he can kind of not learn on the... He doesn't. He's not forced to learn on the fly. He can learn from two of the greats. He can have a more um, rotational role, really iron out the kinks. And then by the time, you know, his second, third year in the league, he's a guy who is good against both the run and the pass and can be an every down option. So I really like him on the edge and that's a name I'd keep an eye out for. Um, the other positions in need that the Chargers could draft, I have tackle in there. Um, I like Anton, Antoine Harrison. I think it's Anton Harrison. Um, you know, I think he's probably the best tackle that could fall to 21 tackles, not really the most exciting thing going offensive line three years in a row, but it could be a need. 
you know, if Trey Pipkins gets priced out of the Chargers this offseason because of his great season, um, they're going to have to adjust. They're going to have to go on the fly. And that's rather, that's either drafting a tackle in round one or maybe playing Sawyer at right tackler, tackle and then drafting a guard to replace Matt Filer at left guard later in the draft. You know, you could find a quality starting guard in rounds three and four easier than you can a tackle in rounds three and four. So that could be the route they go. But if they go tackle, I like Harrison. Um, receiver, I like Zay Flowers. I know Jalen Hyatt's the the big name right now because he's the quickest guy in this draft class and he's incredible. And, you know, his route tree is a little bit limited, but I th- also think that's a little bit overblown and he's just going to climb and climb and climb as we go through this draft process and the combine and everything. But I like Zay Flowers. I think just both from a short-term and a long-term perspective, he makes the most sense. Um, in the short-term, he's almost like a very, very rich man's DeAndre Carter and Elon Musk's DeAndre Carter. Um, you know, he can kind of fit into that role. I don't know if he's, he's probably not returning kicks or anything. They're not going to throw that at him, but that role in the offense, he can kind of take on that Carter role where he's wide receiver four, sometimes wide receiver three, you know, Josh Palmer's out. Someone's hurt. Someone's always going to be hurt. Um, you know, and he can kind of have that lesser role, use his ability to make guys miss once he has the ball in his hand, use his yak ability, kind of utilize him there. And then once we talk about, you know, potentially Allen leaving, in 2024, if they go that direction, then he could kind of blossom more into the wide receiver one, wide receiver two role, um, you know, while having a lesser role in year one while still being impactful. So that's why I really like about him. He could play both on the inside and the outside. He's a little undersized, but he's quick as hell, can make guys miss. Um, and I just think it's the perfect situation on the Chargers, again, for him to have a not as much on his plate rookie year and kind of grow into this role. Um, and he's easily replaced, not easily replaceable, but he's replacing someone in the offense who you could squint and be like, okay, I could see how Flowers replaces Carter and how he could be a much better version of what Carter offered. Um, Carter obviously wasn't supposed to play as big of a role. That's neither here nor there. And then tight end. Dove into a lot of tight end tape this weekend on Saturday. A lot of Michael Meyer tape, a lot of Dalton Kincaid tape. And I decided I like Dalton Kincaid more than Michael Meyer. Now, a lot of people are going to disagree with me. A lot of people want Meyer on the Chargers, the Notre Dame tight end. And I get it. Look, when you look at his tape, he pretty much does it all. You know, he's a vertical option. He's he's a passing threat. He lined up at receiver, at tight end. He re- lined up on the line. He lined up in uh, scat back, I believe it's called. Excuse me if I got that wrong. I don't think it's scat back. Uh, like the fullback when he's back there. Football terminology right now is jumbled in my brain. He did it everything. You know, he's he's a great blocker. He, he has sure hands. You know, he has a good catch radius. I get it. But I kind of like Dalton Kincaid a little bit more. I think Meyer has a higher ceiling as a blocker, um, especially as an inline blocker and heavy packages when you need him to block on that offensive line. Um, But I think Kincaid's getting a little underrated as a blocker. I still think for what the Chargers need him to do in the blocking department, he'll be fine. And as long as you have, you know, if Trey McKitty can turn it around, which last year was really bad for him, um, if you have that blocking tight end next to him, I think you can afford to have Kincaid kind of grow into that blocking role a little bit as his career develops. But as a passing threat, I just love Kincaid. Um, just, you know, I, we don't have any 40 times yet, obviously, but he looks a little bit quicker. He's faster off the line. Um, he has a bigger catch radius. In my opinion, he's more of a vertical threat, contested catches, all those things. I just see more offensive potential with him as a pass catcher than Meyer. I think Meyer is going to be good. I think Meyer has the higher floor because he, even if he's not contributing in the passing game, he can have a big contribution with blocks, both running and pass blocking. Um, but I think ceiling wise I like Kincaid a little bit more especially as he gets a little stronger gets a little bigger in the NFL puts on more weight gets a little bit more technique I think you can teach him to block close to what how Meyer can block 
but you're not going to be able to teach Meyer to have that same vertical catch radius that Kincaid has as a former high school basketball player. So that's kind of how I look at the two. If both are available at 21, who knows what direction the Chargers go, what they do with Gerald Everett's going to be a big deciding factor, whether or not they even draft a tight end uh, early in the draft. But I fell in love with Dalton Kincaid. I know uh, Stephen Haglin is a guilty as charged podcast. We'll appreciate that. Him being a Utah fan, of course. Um, but that's all I got for you guys this week. I'll see you guys back in two weeks. We're going to start doing bi-weekly for the Bolt Beat. Um, hopefully there's some news, some positive news to report next time I'm recording. Hopefully a Keenan Allen decision. He's staying. Hopefully um, we might get some more clarity on who they're cutting. We know the obvious ones like Filer. Um, but the offseason, you know, it's almost underway right now. Day of recording, February 13th. You know, we're, we're almost to free agency. So it's exciting. Um, I'm excited for the Chargers to be the offseason favorites. But next year, we're actually going to deliver on that hype. Um, until next time, let's get back to the Charger chat, guys. All right. Well, wow. What an absolute in-depth look at the uh, possibility of an edge rusher. It is surprising to see that we've only drafted a couple since Bosa. Uh, but, I mean, hey, it, who knows what this draft is going to bring as far as positions that we draft is it going to be in the first uh, i don't know like it it'll be interesting to see but what a great look at some of the edge rushers and yeah. tight ends and what was there was another position oh tackles the tackle position so yeah trenches all all possibilities all big possible potential positions of need um, and it was interesting him talking about the tight end position like he's into the kincaid but the reasons he said for the blocking aspect of it is why i like michael yeah. mayer even right more yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's it's like one of those like uh, either one's going to be really good. So we'll see what the Chargers do. I don't think a lot of the fan base would be thrilled with the first round tight end, but that's one of those unappreciated positions that when you have a good one, you see what they do in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. I, I after watching the Super Bowl, it's funny because yeah, those teams have good pass rushers, but it felt like no pass rush was initiated whatsoever on either team. Like, apparently that field was, Holmes wasn't sacked, right? That, uh, yeah. Gave no, up no sacks. Apparently yeah. the field was awful condition. Like the yeah. edge rushers were slipping everywhere. Hmm. But wouldn't, wouldn't the offensive line slip just as much? I think yeah. it's like, it's a compelling field. So in my mind, it, it's like, get the best offensive line you could possibly get. You know, like it's more about defeating the other team's pass rush than, than necessarily loading up on your pass rush because if your pass rush goes against a great offensive line like you do in the Super Bowl, then you're screwed because that's just completely eliminated. So I don't know. That is just such a weird balance and what weird. are you going to go Scale. after? And yeah, 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 it really is. But after watching the game, I want the best interior defensive lineman and offensive lineman that you can find first round every single time. That's just, <laughs> I, I don't, it is flashy. It has now finally become like the exciting pick to me. When we draft, <laughs> you become in your old alignment. age. You're excited yeah, about really, offensive linemen. It really has. Line. Like he, he's, he even said it. He was like, "Yeah, it's not the flashy pick, but like I don't care about flashy picks. That hasn't gotten us a Super Bowl." Yeah, right. give me the give me the down and dirty guys up front that are just going to absolutely plow people, so that we can just run the ball and run the ball, and then the play action deep balls to the guys that we already got. I don't know. Get, give me all the offensive linemen, all of them. <laughs> Yeah. Totally. I'm with it. And, and can I bring up one thing he said that really kind of pissed me off? Was, oh, sure. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. I don't know. You guys probably saw this, too. Was the the Melvin Gordon with oh, the God. Lombardi smoking a cigar what and, an like, idiot. rubbing it in. It <laughs> yeah. was pretty clear where he was You're rubbing it in. practice squad, my guy. What right. a, didn't play a snap. What an didn't idiot, dude. really contribute in any way, shape, or form. He didn't even yet. have a number assigned to him on no. the Chiefs roster. Like, no. You don't even have a number. 
You don't walk around bragging that you won a a Super Bowl when you didn't play in the game, bro. No, you got cut by the Broncos. And you were there for like a few weeks. You were there for the playoffs. Like, shut your mouth. Right. Yeah. That's so pretty, annoying, dude. That's right. pretty embarrassing, to be honest. He you should be embarrassed. That's first super round pick, like leading the league in rushing, and then getting his, uh, going to the Broncos, getting cut. You're on a practice squad, and you're going to post all over. So, like, I would be out of there. No. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. Good job, guys. See you. See Let me you see later. if I can go find a team yeah. I can actually play football for. Let's try right. that. Oh God! Well, knowing guy. him, he probably fumbled the trophy right after taking <laughs> oh, the picture. Oh, but. <laughs> a good dented uh, Chiefs Super Bowl trophy, yeah. <laughs> just right out of his hands. Yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, all right. Well, Jason, <laughs> thank you, thanks, brother. <laughs> thank you for an yeah, awesome thanks, dude. bolt beat. And now it's time to go on to the next segment. Ask Bolt. Yeah. <laughs> time to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> Guys, go jam a thumb up his butthole. That's what you do. <laughs> I wet myself in excitement. Oh, so hungry. Your thoughts are like totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. Okay, you, boy. That's right, folks. Time for Ask Bolt Fam. And we started off with Mr. Peckar, who asked the question. Well, the NFL season has finally come to a close, and I know you're looking forward to all of the mock drafts. I personally am looking forward to the pre-combine and lopsided trade drafts where we get all their picks from them moving up one spot. Epic, right? (laughs) Insert eye roll. But seriously, I got nothing. I just wanted to touch on what you guys in your Charger Chat teams are doing to bring us such great, shamelessly positive information. But more importantly, while keeping ish real, the content you guys put out this last year with all your segments were terrific. In fact, it has made me a bigger fan. In the words of Jack Nicholson, you make me want to be a better fan. (laughs) Please keep up the killer content, but maybe not killer as in the Boy Scout patron style. You know what I'm saying? Question, though. Speaking of your awesome patron segment from the Boy Scout, which player do you think could benefit from the use of this play design? Doesn't have to be a charger, even though it should never be used ever, even on a Raider. Family trust, respect, both the up. Can't love you, bye. I think it'd be harder for Melvin Gordon to fumble if he could shoot people. <laughs> just gonna say it. <laughs> I know. That guy sucks. <laughs> so bad. Um, uh, for those that don't know, uh, Last Boy Scout opening scene. <laughs> Kyle had never seen it. As uh, oh, involves awesome. uh, football running back, actually, that uh, pulls out a gun and shoots his way to get a touchdown. Uh, didn't see it coming. It was pretty dark, but. Uh, <laughs> didn't even see it coming. <laughs> Yeah, spoiler. It's in the first five minutes. It's not really it's not a spoiler. Really a spoiler. Yeah. Um, so, so Mr. Peckar is asking who could benefit from that. I think if you give Melvin Gordon a, at least a BB gun or something like that, he might get a little extra few yards and maybe not fumble. I don't know. Maybe that will cause him the fumble ball. He's got one hand on the ball, one hand on the gun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He needs all the hands he can get. He needs all the hands two he hands. can get. He still fumbles with two hands. But, uh, but thank you for the kind words, man. We really yes. appreciate it. Big time. Absolutely. Um, all right, Mr. Peckar, thank you. We will go on to the next question. It is Kyle. Good name. The question. Yeah. Uh, maybe fresh. <laughs> we'll come back to you. We'll, we'll, I'll check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
For those uh, that don't know, uh, Kyle asked for <laughs> Donald Duck, which yeah. I prolifically cannot do. Previously stated. I can't uh, stress it enough. <laughs> so now no one knows your question. And so now, yeah, nobody knows the question. So we could answer the question as if we asked it clearly, or I can clear the air, but... Uh, <laughs> Kyle oh, asked, good. I would like to ask, was the Mahomes injury real or fake? Can we learn anything as a team from his fake-ass injury? Should Justin limp off the field after every play next season like Kermit the Frog in support of Andy Reid's hamburger habit? Okay, love you, bye. Dude, no. I, te- I texted... I freaking hate that guy. I texted you. You said this on one of our previous episodes, and I was just... I didn't want to watch the game, so I was just watching things to, like bitch about later yeah so i was watching him and at the end right before halftime he's like limping off the field he's sitting on the bench like holding his his coach for sure just like leaning into him and then they cut into this like security camera inside the tunnel when they're walking out he's fine perfectly walking nothing worse nothing was hindering him he is the biggest who say L seven, seven. weenie. It's just like I I don't doubt that he's hurt. He yeah. is for sure hurt. He's but just he's choosing he's choosing when to show the hurt in just like the most. Uh, uh, it's just like I'm coaching T ball. Like I'm yeah. I'm being <laughs> taken back to my T ball team. You know, it's like it, you can't just be fine one play and then be hurt the next. Just be consistent. If you're gonna limp, limp the whole game. Don't like you get stopped on third down. So now you're going to limp off the field all dramatic. Yeah. Third you know, down it's like limp. suck it up if you're going to suck it up or don't <laughs> if you're not. It's just like I hate that guy so much. <laughs> I hate him so much. If just like I texted one of my friends, this person I know, not my friend, this person I know is a Chiefs fan. And my friend, let's I was clarify like, that. I was like, you have got to be embarrassed that he's your quarterback. I don't care how many Super Bowls he wins. I would be embarrassed anytime somebody else watched him play because he's such a baby. You know, like, yeah. Oh my God, he's the worst. And yeah. when I have to throw a football, I like to stick my tongue. He's yeah, he's been doing too many TikTok dances with his Jesus brother. Dude. He's stuck now. That guy sucks. He's the worst. Can't stand him. Can't and it's just him. like I know Phil used to do it all the time, so it's easy now that I can flip it around. But like calling for penalties and like pointing and going excessively, like just it's just annoying, dude. It's just so no, annoying. he's Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, and now it's Patrick Mahomes, and he's just freaking worst. Yeah, <laughs> can't stand him, Kyle. Thank you for thank asking you. the question. Let's move it on now to also no more Donald Duck requests. I'm telling on, you, guys. folks, yeah. keep it coming. Well, Doug doesn't like it. <laughs> and he was certified Big fresh, by the way. Certified fresh. <laughs> he was, okay. Don't but he do listens because he did the Donald Duck on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because last episode, I loved so it like, so all right, much. You want it? Here yeah. it comes. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move it on to the next question. Scrambles 57. Who asked the question? Do you think the NFL is rigged? So this something interesting I heard on, I can't remember where I heard it. It was on Twitter today, but they were talking about, I don't think there's like, it's rigged, but I think in officiating, there may be some biases. 100%. Like there was one, somebody looked up something where, um, cause you can see these referees, like where their alma mater is, like where they go, like what they've done in the past. And the guy that screwed over Joey with that penalty was a Michigan fan who Michigan and Ohio State are not the closest of people. 
No. So like there is there is a built-in bias on some of this stuff. So I thought yeah. I heard that. I thought that was interesting. I never looked at it before. Now I'm going to be doing some research on these referees and walking into these games with that in my mind. I don't want to be thinking yeah. that the referees are trying to f- us all the time, but there's something there, dude. There's biases. It's, they're people, right? And yeah. that's like what I think it always comes down to. It's like it looks rigged, but that's just because these people are going into it with the same assumption that you're going into the game with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? They're like, oh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is going to have a good game and he's going to throw all these touchdowns. It's the end of the game. It's like, oh, crap, what's happening? That looks like a hold. Let me throw it. Like, it's just, it's not like they were, they're being radioed in like, hey, it's time to make that big call now. It's just like a natural bias and tendency and error because it's a person with their own bias. I don't know. Right. I, there's just no way around that. That's why Tom Brady, you get you touch him on the head, you're gonna get a penalty because he's Tom Brady. And it's not because they're specifically told to do it, but because they know he's the greatest of all time. So they're just gonna do it. Right. And now Mahomes is starting to walk into that category. And now it's it's not gonna get any better. Right. No, it it's it it you just want some consistency, especially after seeing like there are so many other sports out there that have great you know let's check the camera and the fact that you can't review a penalty they should yeah, i think stupid. is that's a huge element of each team should have super bowl. This. each yeah. team should have one ability to challenge a call i think that should happen a judgment uh, one unquote, judge judgment you can only ball. get one yeah. you only get one a game so you pick the right time but you wait until the fourth quarter when somebody's out to f- you. that's going to make them accountable it's right. going to really hold them accountable to this stuff because they're not getting called out in real time. These referees are not getting called out in real time. There may be a slap on the wrist in the back by the commissioner or something like that. But in real time, the fans are... I can't imagine what the Philly fans are feeling. I know how I feel when we play the Chiefs, and that shit happens with us all the time. It's like right. their MO is get we a penalty, three kick a field goal. taken away from us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's just their MO. So I, right. I, I would like to see, I think accountability in general in life is a good thing. Accountability on Twitter. When you say something stupid, you should be held, held accountable. When you make a bad call in a football game that's really important, you should be held accountable. So I, th- well, I, I want to see that change. Absolutely. Well, we would all love to see that change, but I think just recently Roger Roger Goodell came yeah. out and was like, "Hey, our <laughs> officiating is great. I wouldn't change a yeah. thing." And Roger Goodell like, "Okay, idiot." Then it was so, but that's the thing. That's the point. Is like if you got a commissioner that's saying everything is fine, and then you got a game like the Super Bowl where I'm sure there was holding that was probably happening the entire game, but the fact right. that you wait until the last two minutes of the game to well, call yeah. a holding penalty, it's the same on, thing. And that- one that was like. It was a barrel, barely a grab. Like, right. I get it. Yes. Did he grab him? Sure. But was it like, I'm going to yank his jersey and pull him down to the ground right. and like, okay, well, now we well, got to call it. It's been happening all game. The whole game. Yeah. yeah. So that's then, what I'm saying. Like, like, when the Chargers it, played the Chiefs with it. Yeah. And yeah. they called Derwin James on that hold on Travis Kelsey at the end of the game when we stopped him on third down and it's game over. But right. they call the hold, they get the first down, and then they end up winning the game. It's like, it's just, I don't know. It, it, there's just no way around it. You can sit and bitch and moan about it. It's not going to change because right. it maybe it is the best. Maybe the officiating is the best it's ever been, but it's always sucked. So it's like, it's just <laughs> it's the best of the worst. This is the best the of the best suck. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, like think about three years ago when the Saints got absolutely annihilated right. yeah. out of the playoffs because of a terrible pass interference, no, no pass interference goal. It's like, there, it, it's always been bad. So it's not right. new. It's just always frustrating and right. you would think with technology and reviewing plays and it's it would just 2023 it would hey, get way more better this sport yeah. is for fans right yeah. give the fans a little hope that something that is ridiculous <laughs> can be reversed 
<laughs> Let us call penalties. <laughs> Was it a hold? Call now. One eight hundred four five five. You seen it? F-Cadel. It's like Monster Jam. They have an app. You get to vote for the best right. monster truck. It's like that. It's like was that a hold? And then everyone submits their answer, and that's what you go with. Yeah, I mean, it, it consistency and being able to review penalties would change it immensely. Will it happen? No. No. So is the NFL rigged? <laughs> Thank you so much, Scrambles 57. And for certified asking the fresh. Question. Certified fresh. I looked him up. He's certified fresh. <laughs> Let's move it on now to OM Run, nice. who asked the question Was the refs handing the Chiefs the win the most Chiefs thing ever? <laughs> like, what do you think it's like to know the refs will always make sure you win the big games? God. Wish I could tell you. That'd be awesome if we knew that. Right? Because <laughs> if this were happening to us, we'd be like, we won that fair and square. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, I mean? for sure. It was the best it call was all game. That was, yeah. That, yeah. It was clearly it was a, a penalty. Call. Clearly finally, a penalty. they called it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you finally got it right. So, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> just, I don't know what it is. The Chiefs, they've been doing it. They were doing it all season long. They got into this Super Bowl because of that. Right. They beat us twice because of that. It's yeah, just, they get extra downs. It's just, it's, yeah, there's no way just, around yeah, it. It's it it just a wild idea. You just got to really, really beat them by a lot. So it's not even a close game because if it's a close game, you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the future Netflix miniseries on the collusion behind refs and refing yeah. and what actually happened. It's going to be a bombshell miniseries. A Fishergate. Yeah, it's going to start Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Um, all right. Oh, and run. We'd love to see it for the Chargers, but we probably won't. But thank you for asking the question. Let's yeah. move it on now to Zool420, who asked the question, Was that a holding call? Are you guys also considering boycotting the NFL if massive changes aren't made to officiating? Well, I think it was an, it was a holding call. I think it was. It's just, it was a bullshit ticky-tack one that they didn't call all game long. That's the problem. Yeah, right. There's no yeah. consistency in that shit at all. Right. Yeah, you can defend yourself and like, yeah, he grabbed him a little bit. But like I, like we've talked about, it, it's just that's every single play. So if, why are you going to call it there? Right. Um, I'm not going to boycott the NFL. I love it too much. It just is what it is. The yeah. Chargers are too good to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine ever boycotting the NFL, but boy, does it make it less fun to to see stuff like this. So, yeah. But uh, it makes it beating the Chiefs so much better. Next yeah. year when we beat them, it's going to feel even sweeter. Yeah. God, I hope so. No, <laughs> I hope yeah. there's, I'm not saying that I hope so because I don't believe in the, the Chargers' abilities. I just hope so that the refs don't f*** us in the last they, they will try, few minutes. But it's not gonna, oh, they're going to try. Yeah, they're going to try. try. Have you ever seen that video? There's a, this guy dressed as like a, a proper English gentleman fighting two little guys in a in a ring. It was like an MMA fight in like Russia or something. That's what the <laughs> no. Chargers are. We're the gentlemen fighting a team and the rest at the same time. Um, and it looked okay. like that guy won. That's a weird poll. Most of you haven't seen that. That's a weird poll. But that's the first thing my brain went to. So look <laughs> okay. it up. It's good. Well, we know what's going on in Kevin's head. But Watching uh, Russian fight videos. <laughs> Zul420, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Hangry Seth. Who asked the question? Hi. Me was wondering if you tired of the Chiefs too. I am. That's it. Me said. See you next week. And Kyle, Hangry Seth is going to, he's made a goal to ask a question every week up until, what was it? Was it the 
draft. I think it was the draft. Yes, yeah, it he might has, even be next season. I don't know. He's got. He had a. He has a goal. He had big goals. Big goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we got a streak going here. He's yeah. Keeping the streak we alive. Streak. We got a streak going. Uh, yes, we're tired of the Chiefs. Yeah. They're gonna. The Chiefs they're, so I much. feel I like stand them. It's like how most people were tired of Tom Brady and the Patriots. Like that's kind of what they they've stepped into yeah. that. That's that, what they're walking into. And yeah. what sucks is we play them twice a year. So it's not like the Patriots where we'd run into them in the playoffs or something. It's like we get these these guys twice a year. Hooligans. <laughs> yes. Uh, hangry Seth. I don't do a good stitch voice either, but thank you for asking the question. Thanks, Let's move on now to Mike Yeager, who asked the question. I'm interested in what the brisket broads do for a living. I'm a high school teacher and had to pretty much uh, take out a second mortgage to go to one game. These ladies go to so many games. I need career advice. Also, hopefully that's not creepy or too <laughs> intrusive. Uh, certified friends. Woo. All right. Well, uh, apparently oh, the well, saw your question. I don't know how to answer that. Let's go to the ladies. Let's go to the ladies. Hello, friends. Hi, guys. Mike, that's a great question. Not at all creepy. Um, Mary, how do you afford to go to these football games? I'm a traveling embryologist. I make babies in Petri dishes. So I travel to all these clinics around the country and I make babies for people. So Mary's a big girl with a big girl job and I'm her friend. Yeah. So, oh, be homeless and have a good paying job that you accumulate hotel and flight points. And that's what will help you to be able to afford to go to all these football games. Bye. <laughs> what the heck's happening? Brisket. <laughs> now I do have to edit this. <laughs> insightful. <laughs> Very insightful. I love the broads. Off, off season brisket broads with that high five, though. That was awesome. Come on, ladies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's tighten it up. Let's, <laughs> tighten, let's, tighten it up. <laughs> let's, let's act like there's a game on the line, please. <laughs> uh, it's just nice that we, we got to have him back more often. This, this can't be a regular season only thing. So this is good. No. Thanks for kicking kicking this started. Um, Mike Jack, is that <laughs> something? Sure. Kicking this started. <laughs> let's kicking this started. Episode title. <laughs> kicking this started. <laughs> it was like a... Thanks for kicking this started. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I felt like I was changing channels and somehow a it sentence was, was made. You make a change yeah. started. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Kevin's Ooh. not making babies in any Petri dish. No, enough for that. Oh, God God help you no one is. wants any of this. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants Kevin's baby. No. Except Josie. She's got uh, more. She's said enough. She's, yeah. said enough. <laughs> She's calling it. Um, <laughs> Mike, <laughs> thank you for asking the question. Let's move it. Let's move it on now uh, to Boltzilla, uh, who asked the question. Holy jeez. How many mustache rides does it take to win a Super Bowl? Someone needs to ask Mahomes. Not that there's anything wrong with mustache rides. Mahomes just needs, uh, seems like uh, the kind of guy who would like mustache tickling his butthole by Andy <laughs> Reid from time to time. Mm. Hell, if it works, sign me up. Mm. We need uh, one of those Lombardi trophies. Mm. My question, does the fact that Carr torched the Raiders uh, from receiving any draft picks make you like him more? 
as much as I hate to admit it. That cray baby won some brownie points from me pulling that shit. Mm. <laughs> okay, love you, bye. I love that. They, they, their fans are so pissed because he didn't wave his like trade clause. So yeah, he's like, no, I'm not gonna go. Sorry, you gotta cut me. <laughs> right, set it it's on like, fire as he's leaving. Town. He's just being more of a crybaby on his way out. Like the crybaby that we all know is now finally coming back to kick this. And I kind of like it. Yeah. I kind of yeah. on board with this. And what's yeah. going to be awesome is what if we flip it and we start posting about how awesome car is all the Raider fans are going to start. It's good. The whole conversation is going to flip and it's going to be meta and crazy. Like, and I'm he in. sucks. He's a whiny baby. He can't complete any passes. Right. He's not that good. I'm like everything that we've been years. saying for years. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome for a guy to hold the trade clause to be like, no, I get, I get to decide where I go. Looks around. And he's like, I don't want to go anywhere. No, just nowhere stop. that will help <laughs> you. you. Just let me go. Yeah. Yeah. And so they get nothing. Not you lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> um, all right. Boldzilla, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Greg Farnan. Yes. God. This is Aus- yes. Australia, Greg. I don't know if you remember his fan oh, focus. Sh- He's super rad. He is super rad. But he asked a question. It goes like this. G'day, CC and the Bolt Fam legends. First things first. Fuck the motherfucking Raiders. And as for Kermit Mahomes, well, he must be handing out wristies to the NFL, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> question. Is it just me or is Kellen Moore TT smartest hire yet? Let's be honest. It's make or break for Staley this year. And if he breaks, it would be KM. Would KM be a good replacement? Just to be clear, I rate Staley and back him in. Love your work, fellas. Bolt up, and I'll see you in Vegas for the scripted bowl. Screw Kermit FTR. K. love you, bye, from Perth, Western Australia. Fonzie. Awesome, dude. I don't know what half of that meant, but... Uh, a wristy, sure. Wristies, I think, are... <laughs> That I got. <laughs> I can show you. That's the part that we understood. <laughs> I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. I don't know I what a Farnsey is. I don't know what a, a, a I rate Staley. I don't know if that was a typo or if that was a He's Australian got his back. Staying. He's got his back. Okay. I speak Australian. <laughs> Thank you. Well, what's Farnsey? <laughs> well, what yeah, that's, I just that's his name. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, so it is. <laughs> that's <his> signature. <laughs> Uh, thanks for sorry, asking yeah. the question, sorry, Greg. <laughs> yes, sorry, Greg. Apparently, we understood all of it. <laughs> no questions right. here. Uh, all right, the question is: uh, Kellen Keelan Moore, uh, the smartest hire yet? I hope so. That'd be awesome news. Honestly, yeah, like it's, it feels like a time will tell type of a situation when it's a hire that hasn't done anything yet. Right. Um, on paper, a, it certainly seems like on it. paper it's great hire. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything, everything around it seems to fit and make a lot of sense. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see. Just like watching that, you know, the video where Kellen Moore broke down Justin Herbert plays and was like, I even mentioned it. He's like saying we and us when he's talking about it. It's just something about the guy that feels right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think we got much of that from Lombardi. Didn't feel like no, that. I don't think he we had was any give, videos he was from giving Lombardi. that off. So maybe had an interview with Haley, and that was about it. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited. Everything is. I I, well, I get excited about pretty much everything that happens you to do. the Chargers. You're an excitable so, person. So yeah, 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 a little excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then if uh, if Staley doesn't do great this year, would uh, Kellen Moore be a good replacement? I'm not ready. To, I don't know if he's a good offensive coordinator yet, so I can't say that. 
even. Like I'll start with that and then we'll go to there. But I don't I don't know if that's the case. I'm not ready to look at getting rid of Staley yet. My it's just not Yeah, I think that if 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 he has a good enough year calling plays, I think our team is gonna go far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't if he if he does a good job, then Staley should keep his job. Whereas if he doesn't do a good job, why would we promote him to and yeah. Staley loses his job? Why would we want to promote him to that? Sure. Job? It's so, a win, sure. it's a win win kind of deal. deal yeah, it feels successful. like they're a little bit they're a little bit handcuffed right now together. Right. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm sure it was a more common thing in prior years, but I feel like in recent years, there's not been too many instances of promoting from within somebody that was a coordinator up into a head coaching position of the same team. It's not by want, it's by need. Um, right. Just that's usually yeah, it's like a mid season. Yeah. We fired him after a couple of weeks. Right. Yeah. So you bring in Jeff Saturday and wow. Right. So I, I don't know that it would necessarily happen, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come into Yeah, Let's there, just hope Fonte. he calls some badass games. That's what I want. I want to see some yeah. scoring, doing what he did for the um, Cowboys and put it up 30 every game. Like, yeah. I, I like that. I like yeah. 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 I like what he's saying. Like here. where he's going with that. <laughs> Farnsey, thank you for That's asking her. the question. Let's move it on now to House of Hain. Nice. Who we'll asked the question? I say I for one will not be okay with letting go of 13. I say we need this offense to get it together, and I don't see any wide receiver in this draft class that can give us what 13. I say what 13 produces. What I say, what say you? Uh yeah, I don't want to let go of uh Mr. Allen. Not not <sighs> interested. No, I don't want I don't want Keenan Allen gone at all. Um I don't think that that's you had to have a better long-term option. You knew you were going to be over the salary cap. Mm-hmm. Um, that can't be, that's not the op. That wasn't like the, <clears throat> let's, pu- let's push this out a year. What are we going to do next year? It couldn't be, we're going to cut Keenan Allen. That, that doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't see that happening. No. It, especially yeah, you, the way he played when he came in. Like, I, like we talked about this previously, it's like when you're injured and you're not playing a full season, people are like, all right, well, we can move on. But you got to remember what he is and what he's capable of doing and how Justin relies on him. So I he better not go anywhere. Agreed. Yeah. I and again, I we understand the idea of like, okay, well, who's who's hitting the cap the most? Okay, yep. it's Keenan Allen. All right. Well, what did he do for his last year? Well, he was hurt for most of it. All right, we'll get his ass That's out of here. Good like, one. I, yeah. Nah. Uh we're we're not Joey he, Bosa was also hurt for a lot. Yeah. A lot I of mean, people well, say a lot of people him. are saying <laughs> yeah. Joey too. So believe it or not, a lot have. Yeah. So I we get it. I mean, we we it's a it's an off season, folks. Come on. Um he's not going anywhere. At least he shouldn't go anywhere. If they know it, if the Chargers know it's good for him, because I have this giant signed jersey and like I there'd be an empty place on my wall if he had to go somewhere else. I'm not I don't have time for that. Okay. Mm-mm. Ain't nobody got time for Ain't that. Nobody got time for that. So we're with you, House of Pain. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Herbert is my daddy mm. who asks the question. Man, I hate the Chiefs. That holding at the end was BS. I'm sick of everyone raving for Mahomes. I understand that he is very talented, but look how easy he has it. Every touchdown he threw into the Super Bowl was to players who were wide open. I mean, anyone could have thrown it to them. (sighs) Enough about that. Something that stuck out to me after the game was that one of the touchdowns was to Tony, who they traded for halfway through the season, and another was to Moore, who was a later draft pick, who was a wide receiver five on the depth chart. 
My point is that they saw a potential weakness in their roster, addressed it by adding these players, and in the end, it paid off. The Chiefs were not willing to settle with what they had, and it turned into another Super Bowl win. As much as I hate to say it, there are many things such as that, uh, such as this that the Chargers could learn from the Chiefs. I feel that teams such as the Chiefs, Bengals, Eagles, and 49ers have a win at all most uh, at all cost mentality, something that I sense is missing from our front office. However, I do believe that Staley is beginning to change that culture. Do you guys agree? What is one thing that you would like to see done in the offseason that would make us a legitimate Super Bowl contender? It's a good observation. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Unfortunately, a head coach is not going to influence the GM and ownership as to what their direction is. Um, you're down there on the totem pole. You don't have pull over ownership and GMs on what their strategy and their aggressiveness is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish it did, but um, that's out of Coach Staley's pay grade. He's going to, with the guys that he's got, I'm sure they he gets a little say like, hey, it'd be nice to have it. Mm-hmm. But when the trade deadline comes and goes and we don't do anything like we have for the last 400 years, um, <laughs> it's just not like that's not going to change because of Coach Staley. Um, so yeah, I, it's, it, it is a bummer to watch these teams. Like if we had adult added like a, a tackle piece, when Jamari goes down in that game against the Jags, you have another guy to pop in and mm-hmm. maybe that doesn't go down the way that it ended up going down. So yeah, there's a lot of speculation you can go back and look at. Um, and they, they go all in, man. It's, it's, it's obvious. Yeah. It's, uh, something we would like to see. We know that, you know, not every team has all the money in the world. We're already going into this offseason dealing with cap space issues. So, you know, it, it can't just be like, well, what position does he play? Tackle? Let's get him. Yeah. It's like, it, it, I wish it was that easy. And, um, but it's just, it's not. So it's a lot of stacking the deck just right and having some room left over. So that's it during the midseason. If you needed to pick up a guy, you could. And, I mean, this last off season or this last season, I kind of thought we did have some opportunity to make some moves and spend some money. Uh, but I know that all these guys are going to have contracts that are going to need to get paid one way or another. I know Justin Herbert's going to need to get paid here big time pretty soon. So um, who knows? But it does suck to see uh, guys get picked up and go to teams that seem to be more all in than we are. But they do That's also weird. pick up like Melvin Gordon's that. and they don't do jack shit. So. Right, yeah. something to be said there. Um, right. But in terms of the one thing you would like to see done in the offseason that would make us legitimate contender, honestly, I think it might have already happened. I think the new offensive coordinator, getting this offense doing what it should be doing is going to change the whole dynamic. Mm-hmm. The, this, the offense will be on the field more. It'll help the defense more. They'll be more fresh. It's all going to be a domino effect. That if 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 this is it, it will spark everything else. It's not we're not one speedy wide receiver away from winning all these games. We're not. Right. We're the right decisions and the right play calls. I think is where this flip needs to happen. Especially because we were we we're homering for Lombardi for a good portion of the season. After seeing that playoff game, all of those came to light in the worst possible way. So I right. think that I think that could be it. And I think it might have already happened. It's a good point. I mean, we were talking about Lombardi not necessarily utilizing the caliber of players that we had. And if Kellen Moore can utilize the players that we have, 
that could be a huge game changer as well. So sure. I think it's a great answer. Um, and I can't think of anything better than that. So yeah, I, I'd like to see JC Jackson play some football. That'd be a cool upgrade for next season. Hell yeah. I'd love that. He's would already on the that. roster as well. So hopefully his rehab goes well Continue and we that. can hope to see him next year. Uh, but Herbert is my daddy. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Sherd, nice. who asked the question. <laughs> How close should Herbert's contract get to Pats? Oh. Well, it's going to be more because that's just what happens every time they somebody sets a benchmark and then all the agents just go a little above the benchmark. So he benchmarked a few years ago. It's going to be up there. He hasn't proven it yet. He got that Herbert, uh, Pat got that contract after he won a Super Bowl, but... And just was the, the MVP. Just the nature of the right. way things are going, it's going to be really freaking close if it doesn't top it. We're going to have to I pay mean, I mean, a lot of money. I mean, well, that's the interesting question is like, you know, if Herbert hasn't won a Super Bowl, and I'm not saying Herbert is, you know, putting the whole team on his back to win a Super Bowl, it shouldn't be on his shoulders. But Pat's gotten to a Super Bowl, <laughs> got, got the contract right after winning a Super Bowl. Uh, should Herbert make as much money as Patrick Mahomes or more money than Patrick Mahomes? I think is more so the question. I mean, I don't know. That's I'm just posing it in that frame. I want him to get paid, but I'd, I want him to I prefer too. him not to get paid all of the money so we can still have some other players on the team. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I don't if you're looking at if you're looking at just like obviously what he's done on the field, Justin Herbert's never been in the top voting for the MVP. He's never won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He's not even ever been an all pro. So right. it's it's not as if he's done what Patrick Mahomes has done. Um so if you're just going off of stats and wins, he shouldn't get paid as much as Patrick Mahomes. Right. Will he get paid as much? Yes, because that's just he the nature it. of contracts in the NFL. Right. Is that if Patrick Mahomes was was a free agent this year, good God, can you imagine the amount of money he would make way more than whatever Justin would get? Right. Yeah. Um, but because it's several years down the line now, um, everyone's getting paid more. So that the it's just the the floor is way higher than when um, and the ceiling is way higher than when Patrick Mahomes got his big payday. Well, right. and the big difference between, you know, because Patrick Mahomes is a hard guy to like make the benchmark because he's, he's been so successful so early in his career. Justin is real close. He, he just doesn't have the playoff wins and doesn't have all the playoff appearances to speak for it, but he's got all the rookie first three-year records. Like he is doing sure, all yeah. of the statistical things you want from a quarterback. So I think of anyone that would get it out of all these other quarterbacks, I feel like he should be right there. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, Sherd, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to CD, who asked the question. Do you feel like Sid from Toy Story got a bad rap? I did the same thing as a kid. He didn't know they were alive, (laughs) you know. And I mean, he... Ended up getting a city job with benefits and a great retirement <laughs> plan. So I don't know. Maybe Sid wasn't so bad, you know. Also, f- the Chiefs. All right. Perfect offseason question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you don't know what a, that a toy is alive, yeah. I'm sure you guys I, broke toys back yeah, in the day. Yeah, but. The level of assholeness he was to his little sister, who seemed really yeah. kind. Sure, that guy. Even yeah, though yeah, yeah. we we Kyle and I had two sisters. I was going yeah, to say you probably did some pretty shitty things to Kyle. I never yeah. took my little sister's toys and ripped their heads off. Like you I'm not me around the house with a knife. You're a boy. You can handle it. You're you a locked him brother. in a chest. Brother a relationships, sister relationships is different. Yeah. It's just different. 
So mm, okay. I never ripped their heads off or any of that shit. Like they saved hmm. that for Kyle. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think Sid got a bad rap. I don't think it was all warranted and I think he was maybe just a little kid being being a kid. Well, I have been watching this amazing show called Mind Hunters recently. <laughs> and one of the things that how they catch serial killers is they look for this kind of stuff early on. Hurting toys, hurting animals. Who mm. knows? We we missed a huge gap between the toys and him being yeah. a garbage man. Mm. He might have hurt some animals. I'm just saying yeah, he's maybe. probably on a watch list. Well, maybe the toys coming to life like put him on the straight and narrow and fixed his future. Or it made him crazy and he started seeing things everywhere and started murdering people and getting away huh. with it. That doesn't sound very Pixar-y, Kev. Stop watching Mindhunter, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, you <laughs> are. Outlook. You're yeah. too deep. Yeah. Pull out. No, I love this show. So <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> I always, but I also, I always wanted to do a short film where you did it from Sid's point of view, where it's, it's like straight up horror movie. It's not mm. like this fun Pixar thing. It's like literally, you know, you think you're just you know, blowing shit up and they come mm. alive. It'd be pretty scary. Like it a live action version of that. But would you sympathize with him because he's such a dick to his little sister? I don't know if you put that in the short. Uh, if you want to be your antagonist, <laughs> you want to buy his short. If you want him to be your protagonist, you need to build it. You kind of leave that out, I think. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting line of thinking. But uh, there you go, CD. We've got some mixed <laughs> opinions on the... <laughs> the qualities of Sid, but uh, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Athir Kadir. There. Who asked the question. I have an important question for Tuesday's show, please. The running back situation behind Eckler. Is it Spiller and Kelly? Or you do, believe, do you believe the Bolts draft running back in the first two rounds? Let me know. Okay, love you. Bye. FTR Bolts Up 2023. I don't think we're going to draft another. We've drafted a running back in the top three rounds like the last three years in a row. Yeah. It's clearly lot. not. It's not like <laughs> the thing. So, yeah, yeah. no, I we're definitely not drafting a running back in the first round. That's that's not going to be what what happens. So that's not no, the biggest think, position of no. need. No, no. And I don't think first round running backs aren't always what they're cracked up to be. Most of the time. Well, there's just I don't know. It's just the position doesn't have the value that you need. Like there's a lot of guys. Pacheco, Isaiah Pacheco for the Chiefs. Insane. Having an incredible season, won a Super Bowl, scored in a Super Bowl. You don't have to draft him in the first round to be have find good running backs, you know? Right. So right. yeah, I don't, I don't maybe they take another one late. I just I think that Spiller Kelly is the the running back room right now. Mm-hmm. Fine deck, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and it wouldn't and it would not surprise us if they just don't draft a running back at all this year, because it could right. be I mean, we saw great things from Kelly and Spiller while he was inactive a lot. Could be the year for him to come out and be the guy. Well, that's the Kellen Moore factor. What What is it going to do with these guys? What? Right. How does the running game change with him and his play calling and his schemes? That could drastically change this whole dynamic. I think we have two good running backs in Spiller and Kelly. One we know more than the other. And Eckler is just Eckler. So I think I feel pretty good about our running back room. I don't think we need to do too much um, yeah. in the offseason. I'm with you. Athir Kadir, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Lexi M, who asked the question. Daggummit! I hate that Mahomes <laughs> and crew always finds a way to win in the last two minutes of the game. Honestly, I think I'm jealous that we just don't do it. But hey, maybe next year, right? Oh, 
I almost <laughs> forgot to say, your King Boomy last week was amazing, dead on, and I appreciate you putting so much effort into it. Question time. One. <laughs> what is one place you would love you uh, to travel to that you haven't been to already? And number two, do you guys have any pets? Thanks. Caleb, you pie. I love King Candy. That's such a good voice. That was, that was a good point, one. Yeah. Dude. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, great off-season questions yet again. Yeah. So a place you would love to travel to that you haven't been to already. I I've always wanted to, it's a dangerous place. A lot of crazy shit there, but I always wanted to go to <laughs> Australia. Would be kind of okay. cool. Like giant spiders. I did not and think shit. you were going to say Australia. I did not with that either. Oh, it, just, yeah. it looks pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah. What's dangerous? Like the animals? Yeah. Like the yeah, there's a, I, animals there are on steroids. Like everything here, yeah. like on crack cocaine. Yeah. 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 The spiders like, are scarier. Like spiders, 10 times snakes. bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Great I think whites. they have like the most like venomous animals per capita. Like, yeah. In that, that whole concept. So yeah. dangerous, but I yeah. like the way they talk. And uh, I think it could be a good time. Mm hmm. It's a good answer. I was going to say, oh, I'm going to go hit up well. Farnsy. I'm going to go, we're going to go yeah, hang hit out. up Farnsy. <laughs> yeah. Hang out with Farnsy. I love it. Uh, I would probably say, I would love to go to Japan, man. I would love to mm -hmm. go. I, I'm a, they have so many, I see turning so many Japanese, cool turning museums and fun little cultural things that they do there. They're so far ahead of the future. I would love to just go there and be a tourist and enjoy all the things that Japan and Tokyo and everything like that has to offer. Nice. Nice. What about you, Kyle? Good answer. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was going to say Australia as well. I, But I think we're going to be going to the Bahamas potentially in October this year. And I've never been to the Bahamas. So <laughs> that'll be cool. So this will be a, a wish come to fruition. Granted. Potentially granted. Yeah. Yes. So Fantastic. Kyle gets his make-a-wish finally. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dale. <laughs> Our special boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. And then do you guys have any pets? I have a I have yeah, I ahead. have a pet. My son has a pet leopard gecko. So we have oh, that's we cool. used to have a dog. Dog passed away, Rip Madden, but now we have Spot the Gecko. Nice. He's our only spot pet. the gecko. And I want no more pets. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have enough kids. I don't need pets. Exactly. Pet. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I have one cat that I've had since my wife and I started dating. He's 20 years old almost. <laughs> he's so old and he's very like on edge. So the kids like he'll yeah. go with the kids. So built in this really beautiful cat apartment. Um, got all the, all the amenities. It's not really a, a, a death room or anything like that. It's got all the Kinda. stuff. Got him yeah. all the beds. <laughs> yeah. He's just, yeah. You know, once he dies, it is. <laughs> yeah. I don't want him to die. Why are you saying that? He's just that's super where old. he will die. He's just super room. old, yeah. super old, and he is an old he, boy. He likes to back there. He's he's a <laughs> he likes to be left alone. He likes to be left alone. That's a nice way to say it. <laughs> um, and I have two cats. I have Alice and Betty. Black sisters. Betty, bam, bam. Had them for about five, six years now. Can't remember. Yeah, had them for a while, but they're they're a hoot and a holler. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So there you go, Lexi. Thank you for asking the question. And we go out of Ask Bolt Fam with Boltville714, who asked the question. Alfred, 
Shut that shit up already. <laughs> Nobody wants to see the cheese ceremony. And where the fuck is Robin with my wings? Fuck. This is worse than that time the Joker kicked me in the dick. Now I'm going to have to find the Penguin or some random Raider fan to defecate on from above before grabbing a few bottles of booze. Speaking of booze, if you can incorporate alcohol into any sport and force the players to compete hammered, which sport would it be? Anyways, gotta go. Can't love you, bye. Alfred, where the f*** is that Robin <laughs> with my wigs? He must have friends. Oh, that's a good one, Boltville. All right. <laughs> what would be a near impossible sport to play while you're drunk? I feel like pole vault would be a pretty tough one. <laughs> that would be dangerous. That would be dangerous. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a tough one. Yeah. Uh, some hand-eye coordination, some I think, is pong. imperative. Ping pong might be kind of fun. Would, ping pong or tennis. I was going to say tennis. Some, see some people big puking. whiffs. <laughs> just like spins, whiffs, puke going everywhere. Yeah, it's one of those I feel sports. Like drinking, yeah. drinking was made for curling, though. The Winter Olympics. Oh, sure, sport. yeah. Like, that's just... A that drunk person funny. invented I think it would just that be for more sure. Fun. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say they might actually do better. Got a rock. Yeah, got some mice. That person was drunk when they came up with that sport for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I'm trying to think if there's there's got to be there's got to be a hidden gem here. There has to be right. Like there has to be something that just like oh man. So like, dart drunk. Nah, but you. I get better yeah. when I. When I I'm better at golfing when I'm drunk too. I'm I'm much better at golfing when I'm drunk. So that would be the best game for it, I think. Yeah. Something dangerous. Something really dangerous. Something dangerous. That if you were drunk, you probably could die. Javelin. (laughs) Kyle's going with all the Olympic sports. All track and field. Track and field dangerous, like sure. Old Roman bull riding. Yeah, Ooh, bull riding would be interesting. Bull would riding would be bad. Know. Okay, I'll go bull riding. That would be bad. That'd be All real right. bad. That'd be bad. <laughs> yeah, what are we going for? People dying or the sport gets better? I'm just looking for a funny time. Like I just want to point and laugh at somebody time. that's drunk. So laugh. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, what do you folks think? What would be a good sport with a some alcohol involved in let us know i'm sure there's one that's just dangling out there in front of our faces that's like as soon as somebody says we're gonna be like that was it that was what we were trying to think of but let us know down in the comments both hills i mean no (laughs) there you go (laughs) no 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 Bold Bill 714, thank you for asking the question and thank you everybody for asking questions and ask both fam we really appreciate it uh, but that, I think, is going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? Kevin, you want to kick in this started? Let's kick in this started. <laughs> All right. <laughs> stupid. All right. Kicking well, that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any place, any squad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. I love you. <laughs> Can't love you, bye. Can't love you, bye. And now, a word from our sponsors. When you're stranded and your car battery dies, what do you do? Jump start it? Call AAA? 
or do you kick that son of a bitch? Yeah. Introducing Kickin' This Started. Yeah. Kickin' This Started is the only car battery that takes the energy of a kick to jumpstart your car. Come on! So go ahead, get it all out, so you can get home. Shit! Kickin' This Started, the know you name, the trust you brand. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc